What's going on? And welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said podcast and the Seattle Super Podcast with your boys, Sammy. And me, George George Jordan. We're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sond Hub. How you doing today, Sam? Doing good. How about yourself? Fantastic as always. Episode 17 of the Seattle Superpod is what you're about to listen to if you're on the Seattle Superpod. And if you're on that being said podcast, it's episode 584. And the Seattle Superpod portion will be at the last end, at the end of the podcast. Um, so either one, whatever you're listening to, we did a full NFL scale podcast and we just did our Seattle side. I hope you like them both. And they're both brought to you by Sports on Tap. And you can find us at sontsports.com that's s-o-n-t sports.com you can always find the podcast on any platform so george um they're gonna like both these episodes i think they will uh this is sports on tap and this is sports radio redefined go hawks and the rest of the nfl what's going on happy uh tuesday it is george and uh we're doing things a little differently this week not a game by game analysis yeah no absolutely i mean first of all the games weren't that great this weekend to begin with uh next week we have a bunch of pretty big marquee matchups i think you got the cowboys patriots you got the Eagles, Seahawks, and you have the 49ers and Packers. So I think uh, those are just the games I thought remembered off the top of my head. I'm sure there are a couple other good games on the schedule. I just haven't really got a chance to deep dive into the schedule yet. Yeah, I was just looking through last week's schedule, and I'm remembering the best game, I think, was Broncos-Vikings, which was just because of a 27-point comeback in right. the second half. And I think the next best game maybe was even like a 49ers versus Cardinals. Yeah. The Eagles-Patriots wasn't even that exciting, although it was a good, you know, I guess it was a good game, but it wasn't that exciting. And, yeah, it was a pretty bland week of football in general. Yeah. So. And uh, we got a, this week coming up. Colts Texans. That's actually a good playoff that's match. We get that's on that. Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday yeah. I mean, and Colts are first in that division going into this game. Yeah. See, it, it, this can be an interesting week. I, I guess before we get started, we're doing a contenders, pretenders type podcast, division by division. Um, just going through kind of all the teams and what point are we at in the season? At the little bit over halfway mark um, of the season. It's kind of crazy. It's a little above the halfway mark, which also means it's kind of near the end because football's a short season, right? I NBA know. or MLB, it's like a halfway point, four months left. Football, it's like halfway point, like month and a half left. Yeah, I mean, the playoffs are less less than a month and a half away. Yeah, it's not very far. Some of the notable games I do see before we get started, if we want to talk about it in the contender pretenders, there's the Colts-Texans that has some playoff implica- implications. Um, Panthers-Saints... There's not that much implication, but Panthers are still technically fighting for a wild card spot. Um, we have the Seahawks Eagles, which is obviously a very big game as well, and the Cowboys Patriots Packers 49ers, like you said, and Ravens Rams on Monday night is also a decently big game. That's a pretty good Monday night football game. Uh, good job, ESPN. You got one. They got one, and, and they got one last night too, kind of. Yeah, it turned out to be all right because yeah. the Chiefs aren't as good as we thought. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Um, let's get to contender pretenders. I just wanted to list out some of the top games for next week. Just talking, you know, maybe some of these divisions have those implications. We're going to start 
this is just the order that they give you on NFL or not NFL ESPN.com from divisions. And we're going to start with the AFC East, which is usually one of the easier divisions to go through anyways. Yeah. Um, cause we can start with the new England Patriots, uh, Contender or pretender? George? Yeah, they're they're the number one contender in the AFC. So I guess for them, it's Ooh, some would argue that with the Ravens. Yeah, uh, I guess, but as long as they have home field advantage, they to me they are the number one contender in the AFC. Now, if that f- home field can flip pretty quickly with one stumble here and go to the uh, go to the Ravens, then I think the Ravens become the number one contender in the AFC but overall you do gotta like they have the best uh, point differential in the AFC they've only given up 108 points all season they have the best defense it's just the problem is their offense is not clicking the way New England offenses usually click and and I mean that's for multiple reasons Um, Brady might be aging a little bit but the offensive line sucks and they've literally taken away every one of his weapons. I mean, oh, hey, let's bring in Antonio Brown. Gone. Edelman is doesn't seem to have that explosiveness. Maybe, maybe, maybe he yeah. does, but they don't have anything else yeah. around. Yeah, and well, he's a quarterback now, right? He threw huh. more touchdowns last week than Brady. Sure did. Um, so yeah, Josh it, Gordon. Josh Gordon gone. Uh, Gronk retired. It's just it's it's a bland offense. Yeah, and, and Tom Brady mentioned it himself, and you know Gronk had his big announcement today. It was a Miami Beach party. I know. I um, couldn't believe how stupid that was. Not. It was not NFL. I. I mean, I don't think it was stupid because I knew it wasn't an NFL announcement. I, I he wouldn't have done be, it that I way. I thought it might be at least like something a little bigger than a Miami Beach party. I don't know. It's football related. Yeah. Uh, it's it's during Super Bowl weekend. Um, Patriots are obviously contenders. Um, I'm not as confident as you are with them. I would not say they're the top uh, contender because this is the first time. I know they're nine and one. And I, I know that come playoff time, you know, they're probably fine. I will say Tom Brady has shown a lot of years, these last two or three, where he's kind of been slow for some portions. Right. And then playoffs, he has a little bit of an uptick. And, of course, the coaching staff has an advantage on everyone. Um, and the defense this year is pretty historically great. Um, but there's something about them this year so far that hasn't fully clicked yet. Now, do I expect it to click? Yes, but I just haven't seen. I feel like by now we would have had that game. Where we were just like, "Wow, yeah, the there they are." Yeah, we, but we, we haven't had. We it. haven't. I thought it was gonna be against the Ravens, where they shut everything down, and it actually went the opposite direction. Exactly. Um, but obviously, contenders. Uh, moving on. Yep. The Buffalo Bills, and this one's probably one of the more split ones. If you asked a general public, right? Um, I guess I went first, so here you go. Contenders. So now, if they were the NFC, I would say pretenders. So this is where this game sometimes gets a little tricky. Well, when you say contenders, so you think they have a chance to make the Super Bowl? Yeah, they're contenders. I mean, like, because if I say they don't have a chance to make the Super Bowl, that means there's going to be two contenders. Or there there might be one contender. The way I label contenders and pretenders because as a contender they they have the opportunity right now they're at the third best record in the entire AFC I mean we can sit here the the Chiefs and the Raiders are looking pretty good you have the Colts and the Texans whatever but the Bills have the second best record right now and I think the reason I say contenders like do I truly believe they can win the Super Bowl no but do I think there's 
a smaller chance than other there's a chance more than some other teams yes and the reason is if they can find a way to end up with if there's an upset somewhere in the playoffs and they have the third best record and they get a home game randomly you know in like the second round or in the third whenever third round whatever it is if they can randomly end up you know like a the a five seed playing the six seed in the NFC championship game and have that home field home game they have a little bit of a shot defensively they're really good um and offensively i think things are starting to get a little bit better um recently the only problem is i don't necessarily trust their offense that much but there's not many offenses in the nfl right now and specifically in the afc that i do trust which is why i guess what you said is very relevant which is what the patriots are probably the number one contenders because i don't know if there's I say I don't trust the Bills that much, but who do I trust, right? right? Outside of the Patriots and the AFC right now, who do I really, really trust? I don't trust, I don't think, any other team that much. That's fair. Um, I, I have the Bills as a, as a pretender. I I actually think the Bills are not going to make the playoffs this year with their upcoming schedule being uh, as hard as it is and as loaded, loaded as it is. Again, they play the Broncos, Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Patriots, uh, and then Jets. I I believe the they might miss the playoffs. Their offense has been a little bit better, but I feel like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. They kind of they run a weird system. They're very well coached. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely, but I I have them as a pretender. I just think the the thing with them is they're greatly coached. Uh, they are greatly coached. We'll see what happens with Josh Allen. I guess that's going to be the biggest question mark, right? Coming down to like a playoff, like can you put the ball in his hands? I, and the question here is, okay, after the Broncos at home, they got at Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, at Steelers, at Patriots. I'm not saying the Steelers are any good this year, but it's still going to Pittsburgh. What will they do in that four-game stretch? That's really I mean, my in question. their six-game stretch, though, they could easily go three and three and end up ten and six. That's, yeah, in the that's what they have to do. They have to go three and three the rest of the way. I think that's more than achievable. I mean, we're talking about some team. The only tough game on. So there's only two tough games on that. Schedule, two really, really tough games, which is Ravens, Patriots. Cowboys are almost a 500 team this yeah. year so far. The Broncos are not a winning team. The Steelers have looked bad as of late, and the Jets are looking better. But if they are real playoff teams, they sh- they should beat the Jets. True. So we'll so, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, the New York Jets. Uh, go ahead. Um, these get well. They're eliminated, but at the end of the day, this team is they're rebuilt. They the are future re- contender, I guess. Um, you do like what you've seen out of Darnold the last two weeks, I guess. But in general, I'm just surprised that they were so quick to say, "Hey, we are bringing Adam Gase back next year." Um, I kind of do like keeping. I wasn't. Sti- I uh, keep going. I wasn't. I do like all. that they did that because you bring stability into the organization and you say to yourself, "Hey, I, we're going to be a stable organization. We're going to keep our guy. We're going to let Darnold have two years with this quarterback. He had mono earlier in the year. Let's get some stability here." I kind of like it, but I'm just surprised they did it as early as they did. And I don't think necessarily it's a bad move. I mean, I rather. Uh, wouldn't you rather just flame out next year and then like, all right, cool, we'll fire him then just like say, oh, we gave you a half a season and then Darnold's got mono and it's been a fucking mess. Yeah, I mean, I know I know the 
the Jets are seen as a dysfunctional organization, but they've given some coaches more than a half year. They gave right. Rex Ryan a lot of time. They gave Todd Bowles a lot of time. Um, there's no, there, I wasn't surprised at all that they came out and said that. You have a situation where your quarterback during his second year, which is supposed to be the, like the best year of development, mm-hmm. got mono for four or five weeks right. and lost 20 pounds. What are you going to do? Fire coach because of that? And then what? Have the have the whole offseason learning a new playbook right. for your third-year quarterback now. Uh, as much as we say they're dysfunctional, eh, they're not stupid. They, I mean, they're, they're a football team, right? I mean, they they understand the fact that Adam Gase has had no time. He hasn't even had a quarterback. Luke Falk was, was one of the worst backups in the entire NFL. Right. Um, you just signed Le'Veon Bell. I mean, you haven't had like a core team all together yet at one point yet. Mm-hmm. So why not stick with the core? That's what they did. And I think that move is why they're on a two-game winning streak because the entire room was able to take a deep breath and say, like, let's just go play football and stick to what our goals were and this year. And I think it was a get, great move. And the players get to also know that they're playing for this coach and he's going to make a decision if they're there or not there next year. Yeah. So you want to be a starter? You want to get cut or not? Yeah, so they still play hard for him versus a lame duck coach where people just be kind of sleepwalking through things. So, yeah, no, it was a good move by them. Which makes me want to talk about some stuff when we get to the Cleveland Browns that you just said because mm-hmm. I think that Miles Garrett move kind of is almost uh, what you were saying where it's almost a team loses respect for their coaches they think. Yeah. You're, you're nobody, but I think it might – flip that narrative after this week but i agree that's where the jets did right um and i think they're gonna be fine in the future miami dolphins weirdly enough george obviously eliminated obviously not contenders um but they weirdly win two games they won two games in a row and i i i'll say this the only thing i have to say is maybe brian flores is actually a pretty decent coach because seems like the players play hard for him play hard for him uh, also, if you're a team trying to tank, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy that's going to win random games. You can't right. have him in there if you're trying to tank because he'll win a random game or two. Right. That is the classic Ryan Fitzpatrick move. Um, it is every year. He's, every year. He, he's really good at that. Like going and getting five, six wins for a random team every single year. So if you're trying to tank, don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick, number one. Number two, I do think Brian Flores, the team's rallying around him. I think it shows that he could be the coach for a long-term future because we were talking about how this team could be one of the worst teams we've ever seen. And, uh, and then they traded Minka Fitzpatrick yeah. and they've cut the running back as of yesterday. And they, they well, that was a, he was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, to win two games with that roster that they've had, I think is a plus to the coach. Yeah. And then they'll be looking for a quarterback, I guess in this draft. I mean, that's what they're really missing. I guess here's my question just quickly here. And this is not about like, well, I guess I'll label them as a far away team. They're not going to be a contender even next year, but a couple years from now, who knows? They need a quarterback. Uh, yeah, they need to get a quarterback. But how bad is Josh Rosen that, like, okay, the Arizona saw him for one year and had to move off him that quick. And now he goes to Miami. Obviously, he must be really bad if they don't like even want to give him a shot. I think there's a couple of things. One, I think he's obviously might not be as good as anyone hoped. Mm-hmm. And number two, you can't. The guy hasn't. The guy's been in some really, really fucked up situations. He really has. But... I know Arizona moved often, but you know what else they did? They also fired the coach after a year, 
and brought in a whole new staff and brought in a whole new quarterback. And then in Miami, you came in with one of the worst teams and worst offensive lines of all time. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, this team is horrible. But. I mean, put Josh Rosen in uh, – let me get pick a random team here. Put Josh Rosen in Denver, they'd probably still be 3-7. and seven. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying he must be not that good for no one to want to get – like – Give him a shot. Is he not so? You're t- like, okay, cool. He has had bad situations, but is he? Oh, so he's not even as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, Ryan Fitzpatrick's not. No, he's not bad, but I mean, when you draft a guy top ten, you hope he's better than Ryan Fitzpatrick at the end of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career. Yes or no? I, I, you want his potential to be better, but he's not gonna. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's still better than a handful of yes. young first and second year quarterbacks even the good ones because he's an experienced vet, but you want his, you want the thought of what we believe you could be to be better than right. having well, Ryan they're obviously Because you're obviously moving off from Josh Rosen. It's over for him. Yeah. Cause otherwise he'd be playing these last six games. Exactly. Well, we'll see what he does. Maybe he'll end up on a on bad team, but and then he becomes the backup yeah. of Brady. And they one day takes over and there becomes really good. Cause he's really smart. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, I think that's the classic move everyone's going to say. I know. Would make the most that's sense. what everyone says. Always. <laughs> it would make the most sense. AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens, 8-2. and two, I think currently sitting at second in the AFC, George. Um, contenders or pretenders? I mean, these guys are contenders as much as I hate. I've been wrong a lot of times in life. And I've been wrong about quarterbacks many times in life. This is the most wrong I've ever been. Like... This team is really good. They love Lamar Jackson. He's a leader. Um, I guess I underplayed how fast he was. I mean, I said this on last week's podcast, so I'm not going to repeat everything. The guy's really good. I, I, I personally, I, even though I'm a Seattle fan, I would, I would vote for Russ. But I think Lamar Jackson, if it ended today, would win the MVP award. Um, not saying he should, but he would. And this team really likes him, and it's built perfectly for him. They have two big tight ends to throw the ball to, not make him throw the ball outside outside the hash marks too much. They have Mark Ingram, who runs the ball, and uh, Gus Edwards, who runs the ball up the middle, and they have Lamar Jackson, who runs the ball. Good defense. Marcus Peters has been a fucking beast for them, and I think that's because of Earl Thomas. Um, Marcus Peters is able to play a little bit differently than he did in, in uh, Los Angeles where now he can do the bump and run uh, coverage. And if, if he makes a mistake, Earl Thomas is there to cover him up. Like, this, this team is really damn good. If they, get, if they get home field advantage in the AFC playoffs, they're my pick. They'll go to the Super Bowl. Now, will they get home field advantage? I don't know. Uh, you missed the key component here, and it kind of goes to why Lamar Jackson isn't the MVP. They also have the number one offensive line in the NFL, right. according to Pro Football Focus. So the ratings. As yeah, of this I, I, by the way, I'm telling you, I don't think he doesn't have my vote for MVP, but I think the voters would vote him in as MVP. I understand that, but I, I actually think the voters are going to vote for Russ if this trajectory stays out because I think voters have this weird thing where they'll be like, okay, if Lamar Jackson's really good, he's going to get his opportunity. This is Russ hasn't got one yet. The voters do that yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you're right. They can. Oh, it's been like this many years for Russ. He's been expecting. You know, people have talked yeah, about it for fair. many years. Um, it happens in the NBA a lot too. Um, they have the best offensive line in football, which I want to stress. As Lamar Jackson's legs, I've, I'm so wrong about Lamar Jackson too. I don't want. We talked about that last week, so I don't want to harp on the 
stuff that we were saying we were wrong about. But a key injury to an offensive line like this, even look at like next year and stuff, if there's a loss of somebody on the offensive line and Lamar Jackson takes one bad hit in his lower legs and it slows down for some reason, I don't see this as a long-term success plan. What is long-term? Because I do agree with Over you. four years. Okay, me too. But can it be good for another three? Yes. And I have them as contenders, of course. Yeah. They're the number two seed in the AFC. But I have an asterisk on it because I just... Ch- Prove me wrong again. He's proved me wrong from for the last six games, every step of the way. So, uh, I mean, I mean, all athletes say that. Like, we love the doubters. Prove me wrong, right? Yeah. So, prove me wrong. I don't see this team winning in the postseason. I think there's going to be a game like against the Patriots or even against a team like the Chiefs or the Colts, where Lamar Jackson, for some reason, just has that bad playoff game we saw last year against because the Chargers, yeah, because the team has two weeks to prepare and says like. No matter what we do, this guy is not running outside the pocket once. He's throwing the ball, and I don't think in the playoffs, especially if we end up somewhere in cold weather, that he's going to be able to successfully throw the ball in the postseason, outdoors, to win a game. And I, That's how I see it. But once again, he does have the best offensive line in football with a great running back. And if his offensive line is blocking correctly, he's basically a running back. So... Yeah, I, it can I, work. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, but I just feel like it's going to take. If when they lose, it's going to look ugly, but that's fine. I guess like I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they're they're a real team, and he's a real quarterback, and he is someone they should build around here for the next three to four years, until his legs are not as elite as. And they then are. see what happens. Yeah. Maybe he, maybe he. He works We're, hard. He works his ass off. Yeah, so he's not. He's is not. It's not to say that he won't become an elite thrower. He's one of those. I, all cards are off the table. All my hands are off the table at this point with Lamar Jackson. Like if he's if he's practices hard, he can be a good thrower too. Because, and he's the most fun quarterback to watch in the league. Yes, which is cool. Which is cool, and one of the most likable personalities in the league, which is cool. So I'm like, I'm hands off when it comes to like trying to say he can't do this in the future. Right. I'm just saying, if he if we stick to this trajectory right now, where he's relying on his legs, I don't see that as success in the future, and I don't think that's going to work in the playoffs, um, long term playoffs. Fair enough. Could win you a game or two, but I don't know if he wins you a Super Bowl. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers. The rest of the division's a little iffy now at this point. Yeah. Um, um, I have pretenders. I mean, they're not, they're not eliminated, so I'm going to say pretenders because technically they're a game out of the play- wild card. Yeah, I have them. Pretenders too. They're a game out of a wild card. Even if they make the playoffs, it's a one and done deal. This team's yeah. not going to win anything. But Mike Tomlin has done an excellent coaching job. Correct. But I think we're starting to see the reality of Mason Rudolph's really not like a future. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and he's, he's a, good he's enough a, to be a backup. He's a good, good backup. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he could be a backup on probably twenty five. There's probably maybe like five teams that have a better yeah. backup. Do you want to just talk about? Let's just do this now with these two teams: Pittsburgh, Cleveland. They're both about the same level right now. Um, I mean, I think Cleveland has a higher ceiling, a higher chance of making yeah. the playoffs, even being two games out of that kind of that playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're te- they're technically pretenders still, but I mean, realistically, the Steelers are. I think are eliminated. There's, I don't think there's a chance that they win. What would that be? Seven, six out of the last seven. Five out of 
four out of I don't know. They'd have to win four out of their last six games. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, with I don't Steelers know. I don't team. know what their schedule think, is like. So I think the Browns have a much better chance. While I also don't think it's going to happen, I think the Browns have a much better chance of doing it because I think the Browns have much more elite talent. Now, obviously, losing Miles Garrett's a pretty fucking yeah, that, huge. That's what I was trying to. What I was trying to get out by uh, saying this: uh, these two teams together because we we're talking about Mason Rudolph. Uh, that was pretty crazy the other day, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I was trying to get to. Um, I mean, it's a little like... It's a little late now. I was, We're yeah, late I was to, saying it's I'm a little late to, out. late uh, to the party, but um, I, I guess I have these two teams exactly the same spot. They're both pretenders. They both can make the playoffs, and if either one of them made the playoffs, I don't think they'd do anything in the playoffs. Now, I just want to get your thoughts on... What happened with Miles Garrett? Because me and you both had interesting takes on what this could mean for the team. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think he should should be suspended for the year. Is what I said right away, and he got suspended for the yeah. year. He's now appealing it, which I don't think anything's going to change. Other, I think that's going to allow him to play again when the next season starts. Yeah, um, but I think he's done for the season. Um, I, I do want to say before I get to like the whole what it means for the team part, I do want to say for all those people. I just want to talk about Mason Rudolph, the instigator. That's great. Okay. We've seen a lot of people fight in football. We've yeah. seen a lot of people shove someone and then shove someone back. If Miles Garrett shoved him or even punched him in the face the, after he grabbed his helmet, this wouldn't be as big of a story. It wouldn't. It, we might, might not even get suspended. No, if he punched him in the face, he'd get suspended for like two, three games. Just like Pouncey who kicked him got suspended two, three games. Yeah. Pouncey maybe. kicked the guy in the well, head. We've seen a lot of punches thrown and hits the helmet. Like maybe because his helmet was off. Yeah, we've seen punches. Th- well, I'm talking about like punched him in the face. Okay. The oh, okay. Without the helmet. Okay. I thought you mean because like Mason Rudolph tried to pull his helmet off, and yeah. then he pulled Mason Rudolph's helmet off. At that point, you do not use. And if you, it's all a bunch of average Joes, just like me. I'm an average Joe that are like trying to say these days, like, oh my god, like Mason Rudolph, like touched him in the groin almost like okay well if you listen to any real nfl players or ex-nfl players talk about it it sounds like everyone's pretty much on the same page that once your helmet's off you don't not use your helmet as a weapon and it's pretty like it's one of those codes like you don't fucking swing a helmet at somebody's head i mean if i'm in a fight with someone right like I, i don't get in fights but let's just say i was in a fight at a bar right and i punch a guy in the face and they're like, oh, then he took a knife and tried to stab you in the face. Would people be like, oh, my God, he stabbed you in the face? Uh, or do or would they say, oh, George punched him first? No, no, the knife's a big deal. Like, yeah. if they punched him back, he'd be like, okay, George deserved it. Yeah, if you shoved someone at a bar and they shot you. Yeah. Is the, sh- is the gunshot really, like, acceptable now? Or, or, is it, or should he have punched me in the face? He was the instigator, so he yeah. killed him. Like, n- you no, can't do that. You can't There's a lot of scenarios where you, oh, like your girlfriend cheats on you and you shot the guy. Yeah, you're still going to jail. You're still going to jail. But he, they instigated it, so yeah. Like I don't care who the instigator was. Like let's not be dumb here for a second. Let's put our heads together and think about this. The instigator is not what matters. What matters is what happened. <laughs> Yeah, and Miles Garrett use a helmet. Yeah. Could have killed the guy. I'm not joking. I'm not trying to exaggerate. Like you could actually physically kill, kill someone 
especially like uh, by the way Mason Rudolph's head must be made out of steel the guy like I thought he died a couple weeks, weeks ago. ago and then he got the, the helmet did connect to his head yeah so he's lucky because honestly Miles Garrett if let's say Mason Rudolph fell down and and got went unconscious or or uh, had a really bad concussion or went more- paralyzed I mean it's, you're being a little dramatic but yeah that's no, possible but, but, which is possible guess what would happen Miles Garrett would be in jail right now. We've seen it happen in hockey before, where a guy used a hockey stick, hit a guy in the face. The guy got went to the hospital with a really, really, really bad concussion, and they feared him being paralyzed. The guy went to jail. Yeah, because you can't use equipment as a weapon. Correct. And I, and with that said, once again, you're not saying it's okay that he tried to pull his helmet off. No, it's not. But you you don't do have that. to swing the helmet at his head. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't going to die. And I know it's possible scientifically. No, I know. Regardless I know. if it's possible or not, he wasn't going to die. But you can't use the weapon. You can't use things on the field as a weapon. Exactly. For like, like technically, a fist is considered a weapon. Like, boxers' fists are considered a weapon. Right. In, in, yeah, but that's a sport. In, like. Yeah, and no, I'm saying like on the streets, right? Oh, if, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if a boxer's fist is considered a weapon on the streets because that's so dangerous, I'm pretty sure a football helmet is, like you're saying, pretty damn dangerous to be smashed yeah, exactly. upon someone's head um with that said this obviously has one of two ways of going the browns are either going to collapse from here because mm-hmm. of one or two reasons one because of distraction or two because he's their best, their best player, player. Yeah. um but i also think it could be a good rally point for the team and i think it could be a good maturity point for the team that was probably the most mature baker mayfield interview i've ever seen yeah where I, he, I completely agree with that. he wasn't fucking you know pulling out the suck it sign on the field when they won the game. He didn't even smile that they won the game. He immediately went to the fact that that was wrong. That's not what we should be talking about right now after a win. Um, and here we are. Like, can't do that. You're going to be suspended. This team needs to buckle up. And maybe they actually buckle up. Yeah, they, they really could. And if they do, that's great. But like you said, I really do believe it can go either way. It could be the best thing that happens to Baker Mayfield end the Browns this season and maybe career or it could be absolutely horrible to lose the locker room and Freddie Kitchens gets fired and then you'll have Baker Mayfield on his basically fourth coach in two years that those are the two options yeah I, mean, I hope they rally though I hope they rally. I don't think they'll make the playoffs there's no, just no, too many good teams they right don't now, have but... to make the playoffs to rally if they just finish they're four and six if they finish 500 at eight and eight that's that's a huge positive from being three and six hundred percent, and actually two and six. They've won two straight. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that would be a huge, huge positive. Yeah. So uh, I, I actually see positive coming out of the situation now. I just think they're too deep in a hole. You, you got to go five and one to make the playoffs. Maybe six and zero. Oh. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Um, and then, <laughs> there's the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, they suck. Yeah. I mean, they're. I think at this point they're probably gonna get the number one pick. I think the Redskins have one loss, right? But yeah. I don't know if I see a Bengals win coming from how bad they've looked. I mean, they have a minus 129-point differential. I'm going to call it right now. If the Bengals get a win this year, it's against the Browns. Why? You just have that feeling? You just have that feeling, yeah. Well, that means the Browns would be in the collapse mode as well. Yeah, that's why. If they're going to get a win. I think they go on 16, by the way. I don't know if they go on 16, but I mean, I don't know who they play. They might play some really shitty team. They play the Browns twice. They play the Dolphins 
and the Jets. I know the Jets. Oh my have won god! Six straight, so <laughs> it's all these teams are like trying to tank, in the, except the Browns at Jets. So then they play the Patriots. are gonna lose that Steelers. But I mean, they, they, I mean, I guess they can beat the they can beat the uh, Jets or Dolphins. Jets or Dolphins or Browns. I guess. Do you fire yeah. the coach if they go in sixteen, or do you no. give them one more year? I mean, there's a reason you had a new coach this year. Yeah, true. The team's depleted. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm never, I, I'm never a fire of the coach of a first year guy unless there was some real, like, I don't know. If Bill Belichick retired this year and the next year the team goes like two and thirteen yeah. with the same roster, yeah, you fire the coach after a year. But I mean, usually when you fire a coach, there's a reason Absolutely. the previous coach got fired. Completely. AFC South, George. This one's interesting enough. Every team is within two games of each other. Um, and that includes the last place team in the Jags at four and six, up to the Colts at six and four. I was really rooting for the Jags to win last week. Uh, be five and five, five, five and five, five, six and four, six and four. Well, no, because they played the Colts, so it'd be oh. five, 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 and six, six and four for the Texans. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it'd be hilarious because yeah. I, I felt like this, this division is destined to be all five hundred at the end of a year and have a four way tie. Well, I think we talked about this in the beginning of the year that they could be one of those divisions that are either nine, seven, eight, and eight winners. Yeah, no wild cards, just one random team, and it could be the Jags. We literally named every team. It could be possibly them at that eight and eight slot mm-hmm. that make the playoffs. But let's go team by team yeah, again. But before that, just look at the pl- the like plus differentials, like plus twenty one, plus thirteen, plus six, minus thirty three, like all pretty pretty even overall. Yeah, I mean they're all just kind of middle of the pack teams it's actually plus 21 is not that bad you no. look at like there's no bad team in this division but there's no great team some may argue that the texans are great they did lose to the ravens but before that they were six and three which is a pretty high mark in the nfl um but let's go game by game or team by team like we're doing the colts six and four they're in first place technically i mean i don't i, I can't are you gonna say they're all pretenders technically uh, I might say Houston's a. Uh, the, I might give Houston a fringe contender. Um, Indianapolis is a pretender. They're just not dynamic enough on offense to me. I know um, they have a good offensive line, but I feel like even the way they try to score, like they have to do, like, you know, hand the ball off to uh, the right guard, and they have Mac is now hurt. I just I don't find this team to be that interesting. Uh, I I could be wrong about them. We'll find out Thursday night if they beat if they beat the uh, Texans on Thursday night. They have a nice stranglehold on the division. Yeah, but overall, I just think they're content, pretend, uh, pretenders. Sorry, uh, I'm gonna group the two teams kind of how you just did. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say they're both <laughs> comprenders. There it is, comprenders. Because oh, I like that comprenders, comprenders because. Whichever one of them makes the playoffs technically is going to kind of be a contender because they're going to have a division win, so they're going to get a home game. And each one of those teams can win a home game in the playoffs, no matter who it's against. And that puts you in the second round of the playoffs. I think if you make the second round of the playoffs, you're technically a contender, right? Because then you're in the final four on your side of the bracket, you know? Like, and you can tech, like, you kind of are a you're kind of a contender if you're in the second round of the playoffs I at agree. this point. So completely agree. Whichever one of them make the playoffs is going to have a home game, mm-hmm. which means they have they have they're going to they both can win a home game is what I'm saying because I know the Colts can win a home game in the playoffs. Jacoby Brissett's very on and off, but 
he can win a home game in the playoffs. And the same thing with the Texans. If the offensive line's good for that day, Deshaun Watson could be the best quarterback in the NFL for that day. And 100%. you can win two playoff games. So are they legit contenders? No, but they're technically contenders. But I would be absolutely shocked. Like, absolutely shocked if either one of these teams made the Super Bowl. Me too. Uh, I completely agree. Um, I would be less shocked, though, if the Texans got their quarterback hot and made a run to the Super Bowl. Although I'd be the, less shocked. Yeah, although the offensive line is back to yeah. being bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would be shocked, but I'd be less shocked. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Tech, just because of who the quarterback yeah. is. Um, Tennessee Titans, 5-5. Five and five. I'll just start. Obviously, they're, they're actually in the playoff race, so I'll say pretenders um but i do want to say best decision was to go with Tannehill over Mariota. oh yes um Mariota might not have a job next year like he'll have a backup job somewhere, somewhere. or maybe a starting job for like a team like the Bengals, or somebody might yeah. give him a shot um and I, I you know i don't know if Tannehill is the long-term solution there but i would it, I, instead of doing you know i wouldn't move off from Tannehill after this year even if it, do, it goes eight and eight mm-hmm. i think with this team and the way it's coached like give them one more year maybe they can pull out like a nine and seven and go to the playoffs next year yeah or they might make the playoffs this year they're getting out of winning the division and they all play each other they all play each other so like i i'm just saying that they're not contenders. i know it's just i don't like the titans at all but i do really like their running game and derrick henry's such a beast and their defense is really good they're they're pretenders for sure but they're interesting, at least. At least they I, are. you know, I, I, I never know what I'm getting out of them. It's Derrick Henry and, and Tannehill had a great game-winning drive. Yeah, that was last week. Was that? Yeah, last week. They didn't play this week, did they? Oh, no, they uh, did. Yeah, they did. They beat. Who did they beat? I have the scores. Was it the Redskins? I don't know. Actually, no, they beat the Chiefs. No, that was two weeks ago. You're right. They were bye week. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, because I was like, I don't remember anything from this week. I keep close tabs on Ryan Tannehill. I'm happy for him, by the way. Me too. Because everyone, like, I feel like he got, he was quickly shut out. Um, okay, and to the Jags, they're technically in the race, but I think they're the only one in this division that's actually out because yeah. they'd have to probably go undefeated. To win the division, yeah, maybe lose one. They could maybe lose one, mm-hmm. but I think there's too many in-division games and they're, they're not good enough. Um, You had Minshew Mania for a while this year, and Nick Foles is back now, which is probably the right decision, although... How special is Nick Foles, right? He's not. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, I really don't have much to say about the Jaguars other than the fact that their future can be okay, but they seem like they're not very buttoned up all the time. Yeah, I think this is the last year for Doug Marone as head coach, personally. Got him to the playoffs. Yeah, I know. I just I kind of have a feeling they're going to move off and, like, kind of try something different. I feel like they're kind of stuck at this, like, they'll probably end up around 7-9, and 8-8, nine, and 9-7. Eight, and nine and seven. They're kind of stuck in that. Yeah, I range, think I yeah. think it's just time to make a make a different move. No, oh, I agree. That's all I got for them. Me too. Not not too exciting. <laughs> Very actually unexciting team. <laughs> AFC West. Now this shit gets exciting for me. Yeah, you have the, the. We can do another one where we group these two teams. Where it's the Chiefs at seven and four and the Raiders at six and four, and I believe they're playing soon. Right, two weeks. I could tell you. That's something I can tell you. I hope they don't play soon. I hope it's like last week of the year and it's they play like, next. All right. Well, my hope is not there. So the Chiefs have a bye week. Yep. And then they play the Raiders. So, and I remember the Raiders play a really bad team this week because that's, remember, we talked about how they're going to get hot. They played the Jets this week. Yep. They can beat the Jets. Is, where is it? 
In New York. Okay, it's a little harder. Okay, West Coast going east. If they, okay, then well, you know what? If they don't beat the Jets, George, then this Chiefs game shouldn't be that exciting. The Jets are so hot right now. So, <laughs> what? The Jets are so hot right now. Oh, yeah, two wins in a row. Um, if the Raiders win this, George, we're talking a tie, seven and four with the Chiefs. Um, going to week 13 or 14, whatever it is, um, to take a division lead. Let's start with the Chiefs, contender or pretender. This is the hardest one for me. Because I know they're technically contenders. And they technically could get hot. They're pretenders the way they're playing right now. But do I expect them to continue to play like this the rest of the year? No. So I'm going to go fringe contender. Put them in the same category as I put the... Uh, actually, I haven't really put anyone in the fringe contender yet, have I? All right, they're fringe contender. They have potential to be the best team in the AFC, but they just haven't reached it yet, and it goes back to what I say. Everyone was like, oh, man, that's okay. They lost the AFC Championship last year. They're going to go back next year. Like, it's never that easy. I don't think people understood how bad this defense would be. Uh, I didn't. It's, it's like, it's pretty damn bad. I think last night it wasn't great, but you had a Phillip Rivers who, I know people will look at numbers and say they got four picks last right. night. Doesn't mean the defense is good. True. Philip Rivers has also been throwing a fuck ton of interceptions. He's thrown seven in the last two games. So that's yeah. a lot of picks. That's a lot more than you should. Yeah. So, um, and, th- and that, I mean, Gordon was still running all over them. Yeah. But at some point, you need your quarterback to make a throw. And remember, the Chiefs were close to getting, that was almost a tie at the end there. Um, this Chiefs team's a contender, but I agree it's kind of fringy um, because. I don't believe in this defense, and Patrick Mahomes is great, but he's it's not the it's not what we saw last year. No, and it's just hard, man. Like you don't just like people. You see Brady goes to the Super Bowl every year. That's not like a normal thing. Where or it's even like, like a Russell Wilson who like went two years in a row yeah. and continues to be at a high level. These yeah. are not the norms. No, and still Russell hasn't been back. When was the last time Rodgers was in the Super Bowl? That's even longer. Yeah. I know. Like it, it's I mean, not... Wilson's been like three years. That's not that long. Right. But it's Brady's like... taking a three-year hiatus once. Yeah, I know. But like my point is it's not like it's a... – it goes back to your point. It's not always that you just automatically, because you're a good quarterback, go to the Super Bowl. Dan Marino went to one his first year, right? Yeah, and never went back Yeah, It happens. I mean, Breeze has been to one, won it. Ray yeah, Rodgers went to never... one, won it. Peyton Manning – Took him to the end of his career as basically a backup quarterback mm-hmm. for half the year to win a second Super Bowl, yeah. and he he could be considered the um, most talented. He could be considered the best quarterback of all yeah. time. Like a lot of people do. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes we got to put aside accolades and accomplishments yeah. and just see it at like a linear level, which is just like okay, at football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people might say Payne Manning's much better than Tom Brady. Now Tom Brady's been more successful, and he's. I, I know we all know he is the greatest quarterback, greatest player of all time, right? But right. Payne Manning is considered to many the best quarterback of all time and the most talented and the most gifted and the most mm-hmm. skilled. And it took him a took him a wild ending of a journey to get a second Super Bowl. And exactly. so some never get to even see it. Like a guy like Philip Rivers and guys like... Yeah, Philip Rivers has never been a Super Bowl. Yeah. And Philip Rivers has been great for mm-hmm. ten straight, fifteen straight years. Yeah, Big Ben won two very early in his career. Haven't hasn't been back since. Yeah, it's pretty uh, crazy. It is pretty crazy how it works. I mean, I think Big Ben went to three Super Bowls. Yeah, he lost one, right? Yeah, lost one to Green Bay. Yeah, 
Pretty crazy. So I say they're fringe contenders. I think we need to pump the brakes on, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Ten Super Bowls. Yeah, later. He's great. I hope he eventually wins one. I like. I love Patrick Mahomes. Me too. It's just I just don't like crowning people Super Bowl champions before they've won a Super Bowl because it's really hard. It's hard. Um, this is gonna be the toughest one for me. Not toughest, but like the most. Like I hate to say it, but the Oakland Raiders six and four are pretenders. They are pretenders, but I they're not very good actually. They're minus twenty five point differential. They snuck out a win against the Bengals, but. There's something about the vibe of John Gruden there that's really working. Yeah, no, it works. His old school mentality, and I think players like that old school shit sometimes. They do. And that's the best way to put it. They just like that old school shit. He's he's not a he doesn't fuck around. Yeah, I mean, this team is look. Derek Carr is not bad. He was the MVP candidate three years ago, and people wrote him off like he's some shitty quarterback now. And I guess he just needed to get healthy. He's been pretty good. John Bridge. I'm not a big Derek Carr, but keep going. Yeah. And once again, you want to kill them for the Khalil Mack trade? You can't. You can't. They won that trade. I, regardless of what anyone says, the Oakland Raiders won the Khalil Mack trade. They got two first-round draft picks. One of them is J- Josh Jacobs, who's going to win uh, Rookie of the Year this year. Not Josh. Is it, did I say his first name wrong, or is it? Josh Jacobs. Okay, all right. That guy's, sounds way too easy. Josh Jacobs. He's going to win. Probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. He's number one in uh, Vegas betting odds. And they got the Bears' first-round draft pick next year. And guess what? The Bears aren't that good. It's going to be a top 10 to 15 pick for Khalil Mack. So they won that trade. Everyone killed John Gruden for that. Um, How do you trade the beast? Well, well guess what? When... You know who else is a beast, Sammy? Uh-huh. J.J. Watt. How many Super Bowls does he won? Zero. Okay. So I, I love Khalil Mack. He's a great player. And the Bears should have done that because they thought they had their quarterback. But they didn't. But they didn't. <laughs> so, uh, so they really could have been using those picks. This so, year. Oh, they could have loved this pick right now. Or, yeah, last year's pick too. But it is what it is. I just... Or they could have drafted Mahomes or Watson. They would have smart. Sh- that would have been smart. But um, in general... I just I'm glad we don't have to kill John Gruden over that trade anymore. I am too, and I think obviously people are just loving the way he is, the way he interacts with the crowd. He knows he's a showman, right? Yeah. He worked on TV for many years. Like he knows how to, he knows what the cameras are watching when he goes and hugs the crowd after a I game know. and get all pumped up. And like you said, he's old school. He's a, like, I mean, what was the show? Gruden Grinders. I was going to say he's a grinder, but I was like, this is going to be a pun intended here. Yeah. Gruden's Grinders. See, that's what he is. He has the mean mug, but like with the enthusiasm and the like look of like somebody that like, I'm not trying that hard. I'm yeah. just going to be me and I'm a grinder and I'm old school and I'm going to cuss you out, but like with a pat on the back at the same time, yeah. like you could hear him with Derek Carr um, on things like hard knocks. It's things like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, but then he'll follow it up with saying, like, I know you're one of the most talented quarterbacks yeah. I've ever been around. Like, I believe in you. So you got to get this shit together. And it's like this weird in between of, like, I'm going to talk down to you. But I'm also going to tell you, like, Hard I'm talking down to you because I'm trying to motivate you. Exactly. And as much as I think Derek Carr's pretty mid-level average, like mm-hmm. 15th best quarterback in NFL. I mean, his numbers aren't phenomenal. But he doesn't fuck up much. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, like, there's quarterbacks that lose you games. He doesn't lose you games. Yeah. And there's quarterbacks you can't trust. You can trust him. And on top of that, he 
I mean, look at the guy's face. I know this is a podcast, but like, does he not look like an Oakland Raider? He has a he standard does. buzz cut with a little scuffled beard with a wrist tattoo with a weird wristband. It looks like the classic Oakland Raider mm-hmm. quarterback. Like, I don't know if you'd want Jimmy Garoppolo as an Oakland Raider no, quarterback. You don't. you don't want pretty boy that like w- that goes out with models. You want fucking Derek Carr yeah. as Fa- your quarterback. Family man. Family man. I love Oakland. Me too. And so I love this team. I'm actually rooting for them to win the division as much as I do like Mahomes as well. Me too. I'm re- I think it'd be fucking awesome. I mean, if this team set my- the coolest thing for this team is if they which they won't if they won the Super Bowl last year in Oakland, get a Super Bowl, and then goodbye to Vegas. That'd be so sick. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. I don't no. believe because I th- I'm with you, pretenders. The pretenders, but I love this team, so don't take it wrong. Um, let's wrap up these last two before we take a quick break and get on to the NFC. Um, you know what? Let's end on the Chargers. I know they're, they're not last uh, yeah. division, but okay. Broncos three and seven, uh, they, the most boring and best three and seven team of all time. Yeah, and that Brandon, Brandon Allen kid's not that bad. Not bad. Not good. He's a backup quarterback in the league for twenty fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, I really have nothing to say this team other than like what you just said. Uh, the most boring, boring. And, and good three and seven team ever. Yeah, but unwatchable. Yeah. No reason and to And Vic Fangio, there's a reason it took him 25 years as a coordinator to get a head coaching job. Yeah, and as good as they are and as boring as they are, the, the most exciting part of their season has been blowing a 20-point lead to the Vikings. Yeah, exactly. So that tells you something. All right, so the Chargers, because I think this one's a good way to end the AFC. You have Phillip Rivers, who has been a staple in the NFL for the last 12, 13 years right. almost as a quarterback. Um, a team that went shockingly 12 and four last year yeah. it was a super bowl contender uh, last year i would say they were contenders oh yeah um, easily they came into this year they're a team that has the worst home field advantage of all time because it's literally playing on the road it's a team that should have never left san diego and if they did go somewhere not named la yeah. you have philip rivers who who looks the- different melvin gordon was on a holdout and now you have this problem where Philip Rivers has thrown seven picks in the last two games and looks like he's possibly aged and he's a free agent after this season it looks like this might be his last year as a charger yeah I mean I don't got much to say about them you kind of like hit you literally said everything there is to say and you were completely right about it this team should still be in San Diego this could be the end of the Philip Rivers era and if it's not there's not much left of the Philip Rivers era. One a Hall of Fame quarterback, just he's going to be remembered just like another San Diego quarterback, Dan Fouts. Really good era. Never won a Super Bowl. And that's it. The problem is, first of all, one of the biggest badass moves of all time. He played a, uh, a playoff game on a torn ACL. Yeah, one of the most badass moves of all time. Of course, um, and played well. Uh, and I think it's just a little sad. I think he has – he's in the level, talent, skill, numbers of Ben Roethlisberger, the Eli Manning era, the – I mean, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron – like, yeah. I know he's not as good as some of those names. He was in that group. Yeah, um, he was. And it uh, sucks that he never – Phil Rivers over Drew Brees. They traded – let Drew Brees go for Phillip Rivers. Yeah, and I know Jubies is really, really, really highly regarded towards that. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you flipped, you put a healthy, young Philip Rivers on a team like the Saints team that won the Super Bowl, yeah. you might get the same result. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think there's like some wild gap between Drew Brees and a Philip Rivers. No, I but don't it really either. just sucks when you're in a not the best organization in the Chargers and now ending your career possibly in a season like this. 
being in LA, which is just kind of disappointing. I completely agree. I just thought we should wrap up with that instead of just being like, the Broncos are fucking boring. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. Because we're not going to be talking much about Phil Rivers and the Chargers from here on. No, nah, I think it's over. Most of our talk from here on a podcast is going to be about important games, playoffs. Yeah, unless um, we win five in a row, which uh, we don't put they've done before. <laughs> done it many times yeah. before. That's true, actually. Um, but we'll see. I guess we'll see. Uh, all right, George, quick break, and let's get to the NFC. Perfect. Wait, actually, before I do that, midseason prediction. Who is going to represent the Super Bowl from the AFC? The New England Patriots. Yeah, me too. All right. Quick break. (laughs) On to the NFC. And we're going to start based off the ESPN standings again. We're going NFC East, North, South, and we end up with the West, which will also be part of our Seattle Superpod portion. Um the Dallas Cowboys in first place right now at a hanging on tight at six and four. Yeah, uh, they're. I, I almost like it sounds crazy. I kind of want to lump the NFC as contenders. Like, I really think there's like six, seven teams that I wouldn't be completely. Maybe eight teams that I wouldn't be completely shocked if they made the Super Bowl out of NFC. Now I'd be surprised with a lot of them, like the Dallas Cowboys. There's only be, six. But keep going. I have eight. That I wouldn't be shocked out of my mind. I'd be surprised. I mean, I'll tell you the eight. Dallas. Are you adding the Rams and the Eagles? In yeah, this? I am. The Eagles can't be in that, but okay. They made the M- M- Super Bowl two years ago. They could go on a run. Different quarterback, season. plus four differential. They have the worst. Yeah. They, they're they not even a playoff team. Yeah. No, no, they're not right now. I'm saying I wouldn't be completely shocked if they went on a run. We've seen teams go on runs. Like they, like last year, they went to the NFC Championship, and they were 5-5 five and five through 10 games. Um, so that's why I wouldn't be completely shocked. But I'd be very surprised. Like I'm not saying – I'm going to put them on the contender list. I'm uh, pretender list. They weren't in the NFC Championship last year. That was Rams, Saints. Oh, that's right. They almost – they lost the game to the – was it to the Rams? And Nick Foles brought them – I forget. It was a close game. But I have no they, idea. I forget who they played. Um, but yeah, so the Dallas Cowboys, ah, fringe contenders, they could get hot. I just don't like their coaching staff. Like I know Jason Garrett's always been kind of like a joke, like a meme, like all the clapper. But at some point, man, the guy needs to turn this. uh, He's been the coach there, what, for 10, 15 years. I mean, it's been a long time with Jason Garrett and they still seem like every year with all the talent, with the good defense, with a good offensive line, Dak is playing out of his mind. They have Zeke. Why is this team six and four and not eight and two? Yeah, I mean they're pretenders to me. I think the whole NFC East, both teams would be pretenders. While I agree with you, I think they might be one of the most talented teams in the NFL in general, not just the NFC and the entire NFL. But until you prove to me that mm-hmm. like things are going as good as they're supposed to be, like I don't know how I can lump you in with teams like New Orleans or Green Bay. Even Minnesota, even Seattle, even the Fort like those are teams where you feel like things are going the way they are supposed to be or overachieving. Like the Seahawks and Niners, you feel like overachieve, right? You feel with the Vikings overachieve. You feel with the Saints overachieve. I can't put you I can't put all six teams at contenders, and especially when you're a team that I feel like might have the highest ceiling of them all and you're underperforming, it's hard to be that's so you know, fair. Like with the Patriots, okay, they're underperforming in my eyes, but they're nine and one, so I can't say anything. But right. contenders, when I feel like you have the most talented team in the NFC and you're six and four, 
you have the worst record of any of the playoff teams possible right now. Mm-hmm. So wh- how am I supposed to believe that that is going to lead to success? And I, I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if that's maybe we're overvaluing the talent on the field. Um, I don't know if the names are just bigger than the actual production on the field, right? I know we're like, oh, they have Zeke. They have Dak. They have Vander Esch. They have this. Well, like maybe those pieces, just because they haven't won with them before, uh, maybe they're just not as – maybe this – I know Dak's been looking good, but just maybe this team isn't as good as we thought they were. Maybe, or they're just not coached well enough. I don't know which one it is. I don't know which one it is either. But I have to say that they're pretenders um, at this point because it just doesn't make sense why they'd be six and four. That's how what I'm saying too. Like, but could they get hot? And uh, they could. I'd be surprised if they made a run to the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be shocked. But I wouldn't – I'm not saying it's impossible, but yeah. I'd be shocked because I still think right now at this point they'd be the worst team that's in the playoffs, which I think always a six seed. In the happened. NFC or like in – In the NFC. NFC, okay. They'd be the worst team in the playoff. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, that's why I would say I'd be shocked, although uh, I'm not saying it's impossible. I agree. There's some teams that – like, yeah, you tell me in the NFC, the AFC, that there's some teams that tell you that – Oh, they're making the playoffs, but that's not possible from the mix. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, you never know. Um, they also have a plus 89 differential, which is second best in the NFC, I believe. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, they did kind of uh, pile on some uh, bad teams in the they beginning They did, of but year. so did the 49ers. Yep. So, we so, every, so is every team that has a winning record. You know what I no, mean? No, of course. Like, um, m- meanwhile, when you see that, that just tells me that they had trouble closing out some of these games, which of course means potentially coaching is the problem. Exactly. The Eagles at five and five. I'll go first on this one. You pretty much said your answer, but for me, these are pretenders. Uh, I'm, you know me. I'm not high on the Eagles anyways from the beginning of the year. I'm still not high on them. I don't think Carson Wentz has the it factor. People can argue with me all day. I admit when I'm wrong. I mean, I said Lamar Jackson doesn't have it. Guy has it. I mean, you can prove me wrong, but when you're going to sit there and you're five and five this year, when you're supposedly have the best roster in the NFL going into the season, right? I understand they lost some receivers, but I also see guys like Russell Wilson take no name receivers and turn them into stars. I see Tom Brady turn guys into superstars that are a bunch of nobodies. I see um, every quarterback that you know is on the Saints like. If if Breeze isn't there, who's Michael Thomas? Right, really, right. Seriously. Like, so I just don't think Wince has that it factor right now. And I, I'd, that doesn't mean one thing that I think gets misconstrued sometimes too is the guy's still really young, right? So it's like very that does, young. what? Very yeah, young. that doesn't mean that I'm saying he has no future in the NFL, right? I mean, I'm not. We're not talking about a guy who's 35, and I'm like, oh, he just doesn't have it. Exactly. I just don't think right now he's that great. And we've I've said that about guys like Dak Prescott, who has actually seemed to be getting better as time goes, because he has more experience. Mm-hmm. Problem with Carson Wentz, I think, is he's yet to have that full, 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 full season of experience, and he has no playoff experience. So, what I think needs to happen to Carson Wentz, if they can get in the playoffs this year, they're going to lose. You know, at some point, they're not going to make the Super Bowl, but. I think it'd be really good for him to get a little bit of that playoff experience because he still hasn't had any, mm-hmm. and it could lead to success in the future. Yeah, and this team, why I said they're pretenders right now, 
why I'd not be completely shocked because they could still win this division. I mean, they're a game back on the division, and they play Seahawks next week, a tough game. And then they play the Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, which might be for the division, and the Giants again. So could they go on a run and make— They could literally win every single one of those they games. They can literally win all those games. And yeah. that's why this team, to me, is still a fringe chance of doing something in the playoffs. If, 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 they could win out yeah, and be at 11-5. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you put a gun to my head, they're pretenders. Well, th- this is— my point is and that's because Carson Wentz hasn't been what I thought Carson Wentz is going to be. Yeah, and if you look at just the real story behind all this is, I think the Cowboys are letting them have a chance in the division, right? And yeah, the that's Cowboys. Why I feel like 100%. the Cowboys at some point are going to be better than they are right now. And if but if they're not, what you said is correct. That that. Well, I mean, go look at every other division. Like if the Eagles are in any other division than the NFC East, they'd be eliminated. Yeah, I mean, they'd be second place in the South, but they would still be tied for second place and three games back, which yeah. is probably a So it's literally the Cowboys are letting them stick around. Which is more of the negative towards the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, AKY, I wouldn't be shocked if the if they did make the playoffs. I'm just saying I, I think they're pretenders. And, yeah. I and think if Carson I was to predict, win- predict, they're not making the playoffs. And I think Carson Wentz is their main issue right now, but that doesn't mean he is an issue. I think it's the main... I just... I think we need him to have this full season under his belt. I think next year is going to be like his a real breakout year because he's had so many like, okay, breakout year, then I got hurt. And then, okay, breakout year, then I got hurt. At least he hasn't been hurt this year. <laughs> yeah, but still... Hey, the one, the first year hasn't been hurt. Now they're not winning. As I much. know, I know. <laughs> All right, Giants and Redskins. Um, I mean, I literally Daniel Jones. Is, I mean, I have no idea. Uh, he's a first year. Dwayne yeah. Haskins, a first year. I guess I have one thing to say about one of these teams, the Redskins. Yeah. You see that video of Dwayne Haskins? Like, yeah. Off, like, yeah. what can I do for you? And they just looked completely they just, like they didn't care. They don't fucking care. They're fucking losers. The Redskins, the, yeah, team. the organization that team is losers. They the, shouldn't uh, have fired John or Jay Gruden. Didn't need no, to be he didn't fired. Need fired. And that often, all those offensive linemen laughing and didn't really give a shit and not paying attention. Not paying He's attention. Like, and that's a pretty genuine thing for him to say. Yeah. Like, what can I help? How can I help? Yeah, they're losers. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, it sounds bad. And you know what's been the most disappointing thing in the whole NFC East this year? Hmm. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he's hurt, but then I again, know, but, then don't play him. Then don't play him. He just, it's disappointing that he hasn't, like, we, I went into the season saying he's for sure the best running back in the NFL, and he's not. What running backs haven't been disappointing this year? Dalvin Cook. Christian McCaffrey. Okay, that's it. Chris Carson for the Seahawks. I mean, we knew he was going to be. Fumbling you know, issue. Yeah, but you knew he was going to be pretty good. Oh, we knew and, he'd be And decent. Derrick Henry. Yeah. I guess he didn't disappoint. But I was talking more about, like, the Zeke. I was talking about the top five guys. Yeah, most of them been disappointing. Le'Veon Bell disappointing. Yeah, um, Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook have separated themselves, yeah. and then you have some young guys now. Josh Jacobs like moving in, but like the top five list compared to last year is probably like Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, like Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, Derrick Henry. Henry. Yeah, I don't know if I'm missing many others. Like the guy uh, Aaron Jones from Green Bay. Yeah, he's not hasn't been as good as those five guys. So. No, yeah, he he's been pretty good. Like kind of weird, right? Like Zeke's not in the a top five runner this year. No. Like Saquon's not. Um, Alvin Kamara now that Ingram's gone doesn't look the same. Doesn't look the same. Ingram's been good, but like he's been outrushed by his quarterback. So 
I don't know. Kind of a weird year to the running back. It really has been. And for uh, Saquon Barkley, of course. All right. NFC North, George. All right. The Green Bay Packers. This is kind of an interesting one. Contenders or pretenders? Eight and two. They're, they have a they're half a de- game lead in the They're division. definitely contenders. They're, I mean, they're not favorites. I mean, could be favorites to go to the Super Bowl. I. This is why I'm saying there's so many teams in the NFC that could get to the Super Bowl. Green Bay, Minnesota, New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, even Los Angeles if they find a way to sneak in the playoffs, which is looking so unlikely for them, unfortunately. Um but yeah, Green Bay is a contender. Anytime you have a guy named Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback and you get into the playoffs, can you win? Especially they might have a bye. Can you win two games? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're contenders. My problem is I still don't think they're the best team in this division. Although, when you talk about contenders and pretenders, then we're talking about the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now, do I tr- trust Aaron Rodgers more than Kirk Cousins in the playoffs? Yes. So then it kind of flips back to who's really the best team in this division, right. probably Green Bay, right? But, like, talent-wise, regular season, I, I I think the Vikings might win this division. Mm-hmm. But the Packers are more of the contender. True. I have an interesting theory about the Vikings when we get to them. Okay, in a second, though, because mm-hmm. I want to say it. My only problem with this Packers team is I haven't really figured out their identity yet, and it's not for me to figure out. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like every team has kind of a, it hasn't been a carried by Aaron Rodgers. No. It hasn't been a carried by the run game. It hasn't been carried by your defense. So that could be a really good thing because that means they're balanced. But I also I, I don't know if that means Aaron Rodgers hasn't been the exact same Aaron Rodgers that we always hope for. Right. You know, uh, it kind of reminds. You know who else never has an identity? I feel like is the New England Patriots. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like. Oh, this week they ran the ball 45 times. Next week they ran through the ball 65 times. It's kind of good to keep teams guessing. Yeah. You know who has an identity? The Seattle Seahawks. You know, last year, we're going to run the ball no matter what. And then we lost in the playoffs because we just ran the ball no matter and what. And you have like the third, second or third best quarterback in yeah. the NFL, and you wouldn't throw with him. Well, actually, now this year they were, they're like, when Russell's hot, we give it to Russell. When the run game's good, we give it to the run game. Exactly. Um, which is a much better option than we're just going to run it every time. And I agree with what you're saying because sometimes when a team has no identity, you go into the playoffs, and then it's like with the Patriots, like, well, fuck. Yeah. They have Tom Brady. And with this Packers team, it's, well, adjust. fuck. There's Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, when it's you have really a quarterback that's that good, you don't have to have an identity because you can change the identity to fit what the quarterback is doing. Yeah, I, I, I think they're true contenders. I'm just – it's kind of weird. They actually remind me exactly what I was saying about the Patriots where I'm just like, I just haven't seen this game where I'm like, whoa, but maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Because that's balanced. I think – I kind of think it's going to be Packers Patriots in a Super Bowl, but because a lot of times these woe teams, anyways, like not I'm not trying to be negative about Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but a lot of times those type of teams, the oh my god, Lamar Jackson. Well, at least the thing is, you know what you need to stop. Yeah, those type of teams seem to lose in the playoffs. Yeah, because oh, we need to stop that. And what's yeah, your it's next, actually very what, interesting. What's your next dimension? Look at some of the like most recent Super Bowl winners, and you go back to like the Eagles, like. It was Nick fucking Foles in a balanced running, throwing right. offense that beat the Patriots. Exactly. And then you had, like, the Patriots again, and you had... Who the fuck has won the Super Bowl outside of the Patriots, the Seahawks? The Broncos, and that was... Running. Running, grind out. Good defense. Good defense. It wasn't any of these, wow, Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. Lamar Jackson ran the ball all over the place. It hasn't been this... 
you know you know what's like, funny about it's gonna be so fucking funny when like let's say the lamar jackson does get to the super bowl this year and everyone's like told you the patriots are gonna be exposed like it's like well it took you like 15 years to get it right 15 19 <laughs> you know what i mean it's so it always makes me laugh when people are like oh finally got we got them like yeah if you pick against it's the same people who always pick against the patriots every year and when they finally get it right, one out of 19 times, they're not going to shut the fuck up about being right. They're going to be like, told you. Like, yeah, but you pick against them every year. Who picks against them every year? No, I'm just saying, like, people, fans. Like, if you're always all about the narrative. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the narrative to me is funny because, like, your narrative is wrong. Like, I, if I go bet on games 100 times, right, and I lose 99 of them and I win 100th time, I'm not going to be like, I told you. Yes, you will. I know you. <laughs> Your personality? Yeah, I probably would, but I mean, it's dumb to say. That's fair. We acknowledge it's dumb, but we're both the type of people that would be like, I said it. Yeah, but it's dumb. Agree. It is dumb because it's like, it's. Because you're wrong 99 times. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like calling Brady a system quarterback. And it's like, dude, just like, get the point. He, yeah. He's the best quarterback of all time. To the Vikings? Yeah. I got an interesting theory. I'm going to go. Okay. First. They're contenders, and here's why. Because Kirk Cousins is better than everyone thought. Well, yeah, that's where I was going, but it's more like this team went to the NFC Championship game two years ago with about this, you know, with a less good roster. This roster is loaded defense and offense, and their quarterback was Case Keenum. They have who up, can't start for the Redskins. Who can't start for the Redskins? <laughs> so they've upgraded on that. Now they need things to go their way. It doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, but they're a contender because they have upgraded at the quarterback position, which is the most important position. And the team is still really good. They went from a bottom 20 quarterback mm -hmm. to a potentially top 10 or like the 10th yeah. best quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely. And you know how I felt about Kirk Cousins and his slander? And he's proven me right this year, finally, because I feel like it's been long enough. That, the, okay, yeah, he's not Russ Wilson. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. Put him on the right team, though. He's going to win you a lot of fucking games. Oh, yeah. And... To be honest, since he's left the dysfunctional Redskins, what's the best thing that's happened to the Redskins in the last 10 years? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and this team is all over the place. They're horrible. The Redskins, I'm talking about. And yeah, the, yeah he was at least stable. Maybe it was it was an organizational problem, not a uh, not a Kirk Cousins problem. Exactly. And now he's in Minnesota, and Minnesota's doing great again. So they're a contender. I still think they're the best team in this division. Now, I don't know if they would be better than the Packers come playoff time because of Aaron Rodgers compared to Kirk Cousins. And that's not a shot at Kirk Cousins. That's Aaron Rodgers, a top five quarterback right. of all time. So I don't know if they'll be better than them, but I will tell you that, yes, um, they are a contender and they're one of those teams that I would not be shocked if they made the Super Bowl. Fair enough. Actually, there's five teams. You said six or seven or eight, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. I have, I guess actually I have six teams. I would not be shocked if they made the Super Bowl. Six. Actually, five. Five. Okay. With one, the being the Cowboys, that I'm like, but would, not you, would you be shocked, or would you just be really surprised? There's a difference. Between, I'd be very surprised. Okay, that's fair. Because to me, it's a big difference between like, very survive, like very surprised and shocked. Like being surprised, then you just like gasp, or like you're surprised and you shit yourself. Exactly. Like the shock factor. Yeah. I'm talking about like in real life shock factors. You know, like I got so scared I shit myself, or yeah. like I get I went oh, like with the Cowboys make the playoffs, I'd be like whoa. 
Yeah. I wouldn't shit myself. Exactly. Like, if the Bills made the Super Bowl, I'd shit myself. Yes. Like, in shock. I'd be like, oh, my fucking God. There's yeah. n- I never foresaw any situation where this happened. Yeah, there was no plausible scenario where I saw them making right. the Super Bowl. And that's why I say there's seven teams in the NFC where I wouldn't be completely, like, eight teams, sorry. Did you say eight? Four, five, six. You said eight. eight. That's why yeah, I was eight. a little confused. Yeah, there's eight. I wouldn't shit myself. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. But I'd be very, very surprised with a few of those. Yeah, me too. Like the, like the Rams, the Eagles. Yeah. Specifically. And, and, he, and the Cowboys are the second one after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Before we wrap up the NFC North, mm-hmm. I'm going to skip the Bears for a second. I think we should end with the Bears. Okay. Let's talk about the three and six Lions. Um, Best who, three and six. Them three, and six the Bron- and one, sorry. Yeah, them and the Broncos should play like a championship belt for like the good, bad team. Well, unfortunately, both are on backup quarterbacks now as well. Yeah. Oh, um, makes it even better. <laughs> with the Lions scenario, they got a little unlucky in the beginning of the year. And then Matt Stafford having a bad back. Even if they got lucky earlier in the year, they'd be pretty fucked at this point. Yep. Um, with Jeff Driscoll, um, who competed against the Cowboys, which is I think more of a cowboy problem. Yeah, once again. <laughs> once again. Um, I feel bad for this Lions team. Mm-hmm. Detroit sports always have trouble catching breaks, um, and it's another year where they had trouble catching breaks. I don't think Stafford's a problem. I don't think Matt Patricia's a problem. They they actually seem pretty buttoned up in the beginning of the year. A couple balls didn't go their ways. They remind me a lot of like what the Chargers have been through the last five years where there's just these games, and you're just like, how does this team not catch one break? Yeah, I, I wonder if he's going to get fired or not. I, say, I don't think he should. I personally don't think he should. Me too. But and I just being in one of the tougher divisions in football too. I know. It sucks. Okay, to the Bears. Um, the reason I want to do the Bears is because, I mean, you look at this team. Defensively, yeah, they're, they've given up the least amount of points. No, second least amount of points after the 49ers in the entire NFC. <laughs> but they've scored 169 points, which outside of the Washington Redskins is the least in the NFC. So you're telling me it's not good. Yeah, I'm telling you that they have a San Francisco-level defense, but an offense that portrays the Washington Redskins. And that is the man, Mitch Trubisky, the man, the myth, the legend, who went to the playoffs last year and was a pro bowler and basically looks like a guy who can't be an NFL quarterback. And he had a hip injury aka got kind of weirdly benched at the end of the last game yeah the he, but i don't think he was really and matt Nagy was whispering in his ear like give him a hug what the fuck goes on in this situation? i don't know he's just like like he's seems like a really nice guy too so you kind of want him to do good but like does it really matter if he's a nice guy there's a lot of nice guys like i meet a lot of nice guys on the street i don't want to be a quarterback of an nfl team so um, that's always the thing people always say, like, "Oh, he's such a nice guy, though." Which I he, he is cool, but uh, yeah, he's not an NFL quarterback. I mean, he's uh, he he might not he's a ba- backup at best in the NFL at best. Yeah, it it, it looks bad. Yeah, there's it, a lot of backups who deserve to play over him. It just sucks. He just looks really bad, and I don't know what happened between this year and last year where he went from being one of the not, not he wasn't very good, but he had a good you know, QBR. I, I hated yeah, him yeah, last yeah. year. I but, was but, not but at fan. least he was not making turnovers and hitting the open guys, right? He was making all the plays that were needed. Now he misses open guys. Yeah, it's just, it's it's progressively gotten worse yeah. from last year. Um I wasn't sold on him last year. I said that they were a little bit of a um one year wonder type of thing, which it's not not because I was right. I just think cause Mr. Trubisky got worse. Mm-hmm. And that's if 
if he got better, this team would be pretty good. They have an amazing defense. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know. If, my take on this team to end this is I think Matt Nagy has a pretty decent chance of getting fired because he is supposed to be an offensive genius, guru, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck they call them. Um, and he has a quarterback who made the Pro Bowl last year that has digressed. And they took the fifth pick in the draft on this guy. Yeah, over Deshaun Watson and Are Patrick you Mahomes. Sure, it was not the second pick second of the pick draft. It was. <laughs> I was going to say they traded assets <laughs> yeah. to move up to the second pick. Um, and on top of that, cool, we had the wrong quarterback. Then we traded the rest of our assets that could get us a quarterback for a defensive player, which we know our defense is already good before that, and it's still good. But we have no quarterback, I know. and you're the offensive guru. Um, so if you can't get us points, you know what we're going to have to do is move on. Yeah, so I, don't, I, don't I don't think they fire Mad Nagy, but I think he's going to go into next season on a huge hot seat. Yeah, like figure it out, hot seat. I agree. Um, NFC South? NFC South. NFC South, New Orleans Saints, 8-2. and two. This is kind of the only contender in this yep. sector. Um, I'm obviously going to go with contender. One of those teams, though, that I actually don't believe in that much for some reason. I mean, just... I don't, but God, they don't turn over the ball. They still have Drew Brees. He's get starting to get healthy. I think we both don't believe in them, which we both say are contenders, but we both don't agree completely believe in them because we saw them lose to Atlanta two weeks ago. Yeah, and I also slightly feel like they were not better with Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater, for some reason, things were going more smoothly at the time. Yeah, I don't know why either. And I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is better than... Drew Brees, but Drew Brees is 41, and Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know why things were just going better with him. Yeah, there yeah. have been some people on TV, I forgot who was on Colin Coward's show, mm-hmm. that was like, everyone's ignoring the truth, which is, in reality, the Saints should move on from Drew Brees after this year and just stick with Teddy Bridgewater because of longevity. Yeah, but they're not going to do they're it. They're not going to do it, but... Things were going smoother with Drew Brees. Yep. I mean, with uh, com- Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, you can't, can't argue that. Like in in maybe that's an overreaction because of the Atlanta game, like you said, and they could prove us wrong in the next two three weeks. But I think uh, we we'll wait and see if this team uh, they're obviously better defensively than they usually are, and they have yes, a running back. They they're, and they're very well coached, very very well coached. And you can trust Drew Brees in the playoffs. You can yeah. trust every fucking quarterback that's going to be in the playoffs this year, maybe outside of. It's pretty trustworthy yeah. NFC. Whether it's Carson Wentz or Dak, you could say the least trustworthy is Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm not saying he's not trustworthy. But he's that's both. just because at least Kirk Cousins has like some experience, uh, yeah, in the NFL, like more than yeah. Games. I mean, <laughs> but I wouldn't say it is. I wouldn't say any of them like I'm concerned about playing in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if if the standings hold up the way they are now, Garoppolo would be the only quarterback of no playoff experience. Yeah, and so. he's won Super Bowls. But he hasn't played. But you know, nice, he's like nice. he's been he's been to like he's been uh, he's seen he's, the process. <laughs> he's sat on the sideline. Yeah, but at least rules. he's gone through the process, right? Yeah, it's much. It's, different oh my god, completely different if you're playing. But he knows the process. He's seen it. Like I, I feel that. But think about he's coach, gone to school for it. There's a lot of coaches right. that have uh, been in the process right. as assistants. No, I know. And, no, but he's been to school for it. Basically, that's fair. He'd be the least experienced. Yeah, <laughs> but he's still the least experienced. Yeah. Um, Carolina five and five. 
I love the narrative right now, which is like, okay, maybe we reconsider Cam. I know. Hey, Cam, what's going on, man? Because to be honest, even a bad Cam might be better than what we're seeing. I know. Like they like, cheated on his wife and is like, oh man, I got the hot new model. And like, wait a second. Oh, no way. Oh, hey, babe, how you doing? Yeah, I, I miss, I miss, I miss my old wife. Yeah, actually, I'm being serious. Like, you might need to just consider, like, hey, maybe just bring Cam back and try one more year because. If he's healthy, he's better than Kyle Allen. Yeah, I mean that, and I don't know if he wants to come back himself now. Maybe he feels offended. No, I don't think so. He had a huge Instagram post like a couple of days ago oh, really? about how much he loves Carolina. Okay, like, maybe not. Like my home, like can't wait to be back on the field one day. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if he's gonna be offended, but that doesn't mean money talks too. There could be another team that's like we're gonna trade for him or. Maybe he hears he can get an extension with another team and he wants mm. to be traded. So you never know. But I don't think he's like offended with anything that's like happening right now. Right. Um, Falcons kind of look the last two weeks, by two wins in a row. They've looked like the team that we thought they should have looked like from the beginning of the year, like yep. a pretty decent average team or maybe above average. Um, Dan Quinn saved his job. It's really nice to see how the players have rallied around this and actually like not just like quit on the fucking team like the Redskins or other teams completely, in the NFL. Completely agree. Um, I'm pretty happy for Dan Quinn and the, you know, he's a he's won a Super Bowl to Seahawks in the past. He um, might have saved his job. Maybe he's just been a year from hell. Yeah, but I, th- I think he saved his job unless they go ahead now and lose the next six straight. But, I mean, these last two weeks have been a good proving moment of, like, the team rally arounds me. We're still viable. Like, we just had a really rough start. Yeah, fair enough. And then watch them rally off six straight wins and like go nine and seven. That'd be so funny. I know. And the Tampa Bay Bucks, George. Yeah, I. I mean, we've heard this on this podcast multiple, multiple, multiple times. Like Jameis Winston, man. I, I got. I gotta say, he had leads. He leads the league in turnovers again. Uh, he sucks, but he also makes every throw on the field. He's just not a very sm- smart decision making quarterback. That's what he is. If he can fix that, he has an NFL future and he can be a starter for multiple years. If you're Tampa, what do you do here? If I'm Tampa, I, I re-sign Jameis for one year. Yep. And I draft a quarterback as well. Yeah, I wanted you to say it, but that's exactly what should be happening. Because you don't want to rush in a starter anyway as a quarterback. No. So. And Jameis has potential to be a starter in the NFL. He is a starter. I mean, technically he's better than a couple of people still. And it sounds stupid. I think we talked about this last week. If you take away his interceptions, he's one of the most productive quarterbacks in the NFL. I know, which but maybe I, that can be fixed. Well, at some point, it's like, okay, I say is year. it unlucky or is he just dumb? Not like dumb person. He's obviously, I mean, he was a valedictorian. He got in Stanford. Um, he yelled fuck around in the pussy in the cafeteria. Yeah, stole but, collab legs. Well, but that, touched a hold, mover, so he is hold, dumb. Hold, hold on. <laughs> he's not a dumb person. His decision making in, in, in moments of. In moments where you need clarity, it's not, not very good. good. Yeah, okay, his so. interceptions and the crab legs things and the f- is it grabber or fucking the pussy? I don't know. Grabber, whatever, whatever, whatever that saying was. Oh, that's Donald Trump. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like those things are unacceptable. Unacceptable, exactly. The interceptions. All right. Well. We're going to move on to the NFC West. But we're going to take a quick break before because that's going to be part of our Seattle Superpod. Talk a little bit of Seahawks in there. Um, and then uh, we'll give our early NFC. Well, I'll just ask you now in case, you know, somebody leaves at this point because we're going to do kind of the Seattle portion next. Who's your pick from the NFC for the Super Bowl? The Green Bay Packers. You got Packers, Patriots. Mm-hmm. 
Should I be biased and say Seahawks, Patriots, or no? I mean, that's what I want to see. Vikings, Patriots. Okay, I have nothing, nothing crazy there. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> All right, we are on to the NFC West, which is also the Seattle Superpod portion of our podcast. Um, as a quick le- explanation, not to make this too long, we just did um, on a regular podcast every single division talking about contenders or pretenders. In this last section, we're going to quickly do the NFC West uh, contenders versus pretenders and finish off with all kind of talking about the Seahawks portion, which is going to be at the end of the regular podcast and the main Seattle Super Podcast. So bear with us. We're going to do the contender pretenders and then some Seahawks talk. So contender pretenders, NFC West. In first place, we have the 9-1 San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think the biggest point differential in the entire NFL at 140. No, the Patriots are 179. And then Baltimore's 145. They're at 140. Um, One loss, which was to the Seahawks, obviously, on Monday night last week. Contenders or pretenders? They're definitely contenders. I mean, they have a really good defense. Now, do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. Do I think they have a chance? Yeah. They're a good team. Um, It was really big for Jimmy Garoppolo to have that game-winning drive against the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, um, and make that touchdown pass, which I know, like, there was some running after the catch. But it's kind of funny, like, this is Seattle Superpod, so people, uh, I'm not a homer, right? Like, that's one thing with me. I try not to be a homer. We talked about how amazing Russell Wilson was in that Monday night game, which he was. But he did have a fumble return for a touchdown and a interception in the end of in overtime that could have cost us the game, but it didn't. Thank God. And then he made the right play. And Jim, so, if let's say that Jimmy Garoppolo went downfield and the kicker actually made the field goal instead of missing the field goal and giving the Seahawks another chance, we would have talked about how Jimmy Garoppolo came up so big on Monday night. But then after the Monday night game, we were talking about how Jimmy Garoppolo didn't come up big on Monday night. So it's just like. It's one of those things a lot of people are going to say they're not contenders because Jimmy Garoppolo might not be good enough. But I think, no, he is definitely good enough to win a Super Bowl. I just don't think he can carry a team like to a Super Bowl versus like Russell Wilson who can actually carry the team on his back and be the reason you win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo I won't guess, be the reason to win a Super Bowl. I guess we are a little different. I'm probably more of a homer. You're more of a – you stick to your people. Like, yeah. like Jimmy Garoppolo is one of your people that you won't – allow people to have that criticism which i'm still to this day he hasn't done a game-winning drive a game-winning pass that was mostly a pass after yards after catch type of pass against the arizona cardinals who are three and six three and seven is not coming up that huge right And, and jimmy garoppolo has yet to really like prove anything in the nfl well here's my my question i framed it like this if jimmy garoppolo could he he is he cannot carry you to a Super Bowl, correct? Do you agree with correct. that? Correct. But can you also say Jimmy Garoppolo won't cost you a chance at a Super Bowl? Correct. But I think the reason I the contender, sure, nine and one. But Jimmy Garoppolo is the reason I probably have them as the fifth team that would pick to make it to the Super Bowl from the NFC. Very fair. Outside of the Packers who have a better quarterback, the Vikings who have a better quarterback, yeah. the Saints who have a better quarterback, the Seahawks who have a better quarterback. Yeah, they're very fair. And I Honestly, I'll who's better you. right now, Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo? I probably, probably take Dak, Dak but he, that's where I have him. Him and Dak, he's on that level. Him, Dak, Kirk Cousins, that's my level. That's fair, and that's kind of where I'm going with the fact that 
Jimmy Garoppolo is not the reason this team is 9-1. And Agreed. that's why I think he gets some of the criticism that you're saying, like, oh, he didn't close the game against Seattle. Because at some point, if you're getting carried by a team, mm-hmm. you want an opportunity to close, which, okay, they so missed the field goal. Should he kick the field goal? No, or <laughs> score on the drive. Okay, right? fair, but we, so, why'd Russ not score on the drive? See, that's my, po- like, that's my po- that, point. That, the that, that, narratives, that's all. No, that's not the point. Because narratives don't matter when you've won Super Bowls and you've Tom Brady throwing a pick in his seventh Super Bowl doesn't fucking matter to a narrative because he's Tom Brady and he's won six Super Bowls. Yeah. If you're a guy who's won nothing so far in your career, you've won 16 regular season games. You can criticize those moments where it's like, it's his time to have that kind of like a Kirk Cousins, right? Wins a lot of games. Every time he's had that, it's your chance to win on a primetime game and make a big win, doesn't do it, then your narrative is that because there's not much on the other side to prove. And that's not to say, like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo is not costing this team nothing, right? Yeah. But I don't think anyone's saying it's costing him no, anything. No one is. Um, but that's just kind of where I put him. Like he's- but I think the problem is when you come to the playoffs, man, he's probably the third quarterback I trust in this division in a playoff run outside of Jared Goff. And Russell Wilson, right? I'd probably trust more in a playoff run. Yeah, in, in their scenarios. So that's where I say they're contenders. But at the same time, I, I don't see them making a Super Bowl right this right. year specifically, I, unless I mean, that defense is holding the, each team to seven points. And you're tra- they, they they could win a bunch of seven to ten games in the playoffs. Um, but it just uh, it all depends too. I mean, if they stick out this record, though, of course. Home field advantage makes a huge difference. There's a big difference between going to Lambeau as Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going to Lambeau in the snow compared to Jimmy Garoppolo playing in San Francisco. Completely agree. So I think for them to be real contenders come playoff time, they got to keep this pace and really get the home field advantage. I agree. Otherwise, I think they have a chance to be that team that loses their first game in the playoffs. Yeah. And they might not win the division still. So, No, I agree. Um, next up is the Seattle Seahawks, eight and two. Um, you want to leave them for last? I was going to say, should we just like quickly just jump through the Cardinals and Rams and end this with a good Seahawks portion? Yeah. Okay. Rams six and four. Um, they they might not make the playoffs because of how hard the NFC is. Yep. Um, if they made the playoffs, they're kind of like one of those weird sort of contenders because yeah, because they, they have the roster. Yeah, but. I guess they're not. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and Sean McVay's um, magic not, potion. Not, magic potion might need to get more of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it's so funny how people just jumped. He's a he's a genius. Hire anyone who's even had coffee with him, and then it's you. You pay your running back sixty million dollars, and then you pay the quarterback one hundred twenty million dollars, who's good but not great, and. You pay all these big name receivers and all these big name it's defenders. So interesting. But then you forget about all the little stuff in the gaps. Exactly. Um, and the more you win, the tougher your schedules get. Hundred percent. And they're at that. They're kind of like the Cowboys this year. That why are they at six and four team? I know. Like what's going on there? And then the Cardinals, uh, three seven and one, almost stuck out a win against the 49ers. Um they're going to be a threat in this division in the next couple of years because Kyler Murray looks pretty legit. He's Kingsbury's fantastic. not a bad coach. No, he's not. Um, I, it's hard to explain like why these new quarterbacks are doing so well. Like the stuff that makes no sense just works now. 
Yeah. It's weird to me. Like, I, this is not the way it's supposed to be, but it is. Yeah. The Russell Wilsons of the world work really well, running around in circles. The Lamar Jacksons work. Yeah. The, the Kyler Murray's working. The, and then the Mitch Trubisky who does the same thing doesn't work. <laughs> Trubisky is just <laughs> something else. Um, all right. To the Seahawks. Yeah, that's where, that's where the meat and bones is here, right? Yeah. I love this team more than I've liked other Seahawks teams because it's a lot of just – there's a lot of no-name guys making names for themselves and a lot of, like, a lot of Russell Wilson carrying the team on the, his back, right. um, which is a positive and a negative. It's fun to watch, but shit, these games are close. They're plus 21-point differential. They are not by any means blowing anyone out of the water, but somehow still sit at 8-2, and two, and they have a game week 17 against the San Francisco 49ers, and they are still... One game out of first place in this division, and I and out of home field advantage, which I still don't fully comprehend how we're there, but I do know that Russell Wilson, man, the sky is something else. Yeah, I mean, it goes back where we talked about earlier in the podcast. So if you, this is the Seattle version right now. If you're listening to Seattle version, if you were listening to the full version, you know I talked about Lamar Jackson versus Russell Wilson. I mean, look, my vote will be going to – I don't have a vote, but if I did have a vote, it would be going to Russell Wilson for MVP. However, I believe that the voters are going to vote for Lamar Jackson for MVP because that's what's a hot new tr- topic right now and the hot new trend right now. So, I saw something very interesting the, on Twitter about that, but keep yeah, going. Yeah, so it's like Russell Wilson has done everything for this team. Like, this is why Lamar Jackson, yeah, they came to Seattle and beat us. But did Lamar Jackson does a lot for the Baltimore Ravens. A lot. Russell Wilson does everything for the Seattle Seahawks. Literally everything. Yeah. So that's why Russell Wilson to me is – and Russell Wilson to me is the definition of the word MVP right now. Most valuable player. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Because I don't think you can replace Russell Wilson – with like an average quarterback and be even two and eight. I think if you take Lamar Jackson and put Joe Flacco, Joe in that Flacco, system, there might be a five and five team. They might be a six and four. They might be a playoff team in the AFC. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. I'm just saying they 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 don't take as big of a step back as you do without Russell Wilson. Here's MVP race through week eleven. Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Both teams are eight and two. I think, uh, yeah, both teams are eight and two. Offensive line, blocking efficiency. Okay, we're gonna everything I'm saying is Russell first, Lamar second. Twenty seventh compared to first yep. in the NFL. Passing touchdowns, twenty three to nineteen. Mm-hmm. Total touchdowns. That's including Lamar's rushing because he has six rushing. Russell has three. Twenty six to twenty five yeah. for total touchdowns. QB rate, QB touchdown rate, seven percent compared to six point eight. Two interceptions compared to five. Uh, he is 2% higher in a completion percentage, 114 pass rating compared to 106, a higher QBR, and uh, pro football focus season grade is as is higher as well. And I think the total yards, when you count passing yards and rushing, mm-hmm. Russell is still higher. And that also includes, sorry, I forgot the main part of that, which I was going to tell you was on the defensive end, right? We're talking about how Russell's carrying the team. Um, defensively, you have the... 17th for the Seahawks, 16th for the Ravens, so pretty close still. And then t- special teams rankings, 20th for the Seahawks, t- top 10 for the Ravens. Every single aspect outside of quarterback for the Ravens mm-hmm. is a m- better situation, um, including 
the most important one for a quarterback, which is offensive line first in the NFL for the Ravens efficiency, 27th for the Seahawks. So I think it just tells you a little bit about how much Russell is really, as you said, carried this yeah. football team. And I think that's, for me, for MVP, yeah, we can always vote for the hot, shiny toy, mm-hmm. or we can talk about who's really like being the most bad yeah. player on the team and, and still play probably being the best quarterback in the NFL yeah. right now. Yeah, and I mean, if you voted Lamar, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you're so damn crazy. What? How the hell do you not? like? He's obviously, yeah, like, the, like the, the, they're the two but, candidates. But like, <laughs> I, you know, if it's like someone's like, hey, do you want this Lamborghini or do you want this Ferrari? Which one? And you're like, Oh, I'm gonna take the Ferrari. Oh, you're fucking crazy! Like, no, it's you're talking about some real. Nah, you're talking about two high end sports cars, and they're both kind of sports cars, right? Yeah, in different ways. In different ways. Russell's like a, like a more like a classic. He's expensive. like a Porsche. He's like a Porsche Panamera. Yeah, it's a little bigger. I feel like he's more like a classic car. He's just big, bulky, but smooth still. Well, so he's like a Maybach. Yeah, because he because he has he's just like he's big boned, you know, dependable. Yeah, dependable, reliable. He's a Toyota Camry. I don't know how dependable Lamar Jackson is. Those fixes will be expensive. You blow a tire on that Ooh, guy, that's the, car, the car's expe- value is going down. Yeah, you need a good mechanic with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens with him. But, Seahawks, I have a weird feeling that they're going to win the division. Me just too. out of nowhere. I, I completely agree. And with the 20th like defense. and It's, it's going to be like a what the fuck happened this mm-hmm. year. How is this team... like? You know, how's this team like 12 and 4 and won the division or 13 and 3? Mm-hmm. Um, we both thought they were going to be good this year. I, I didn't necessarily think they'd be 8 and 2 to this point. No, but I mean, if you go look at our preseason predictions, I think we both had them winning the division. Yeah, I yeah. had them uh, winning the division. Yeah, I had them had winning division. No, I had them and had San Francisco as a wild card. At like, yeah, we had like 12 and 4 and 11 and 5. five. Yeah, which we might be spot on with that. The yeah, only I, thing I've been spot on. I also had Tampa Bay winning the division, so, um, so yeah. Don't like take my word for you know, like I'm some genius or anything. I guess the tough part though is the Seahawks do have the schedule of at Eagles, easy. Which Not we'll easy. talk about that in a second. The flex. Um, they play the Vikings at Rams at Panthers, Cardinals who haven't been bad, and then the 49ers as well. So. Obviously, as always, they control their own destiny, yeah. but I'm not... By the way... It's not the most confident I've ever been in a schedule. The whole control your own destiny thing. You always control your own destiny, technically, but at the beginning of the season. The beginning, yeah, but at some I point, know, you don't, because if, like, let's say let's say the 49ers hadn't lost yet and we have three losses, you're most likely not controlling your own True. destiny. When division, now we actually are, because if we don't lose, for example, and you beat the 49ers in the last game, True. you are... The winner of the division. Like the the Cardinals have no chance of making winning the division. True. They're eliminated. So yes, you control your own destiny, but not completely. Um let's talk about this Eagles game coming up on Sunday morning, not Sunday night anymore. Um they flex the game out from Sunday night slot. They put Green Bay and San Francisco instead. And they put the Seahawks at the ten AM slot when there was two one o'clock games. I don't know if you're aware of that. There's only two one o'clock games, yep. and instead of moving from Sunday night to put them at the one o'clock, so we have three one o'clock games. Right. They added them to this plethora of 10 a.m. games, which also for a team traveling to the East Coast, they're really just fucking the Seahawks here. Sunday night game, all the way down to a 10 a.m. game. It's really dumb, especially like there's only like you said two one o'clock games. Yeah. And it's like, 
What and you, the flex in general. And the it's flex not that in general like, is not that important. Like, I'm all for flexing games when it's a bad game, but you really got like. And by the way, if you're gonna flex anything, I know Packers 49ers are great, but don't you just flex Cowboys Patriots? Yeah. I mean, this is really dumb by the NFL, especially when you have games like last week where it's the Bears and Rams. Like, I know you weren't allowed to flex yet, and. Maybe you should change those rules Maybe for you should, yourself. Yeah, change those rules for yourself. And really, that our game wasn't necessary to be flexed. It was a good enough game. It was a good enough game because this Eagles team's fighting for a playoff spot. We'll probably be flexed if the Rams lose another game. We'll be flexed in a couple weeks too from the Seahawks for Chiefs, Patriots. For Chiefs Patriots. Just to let you know. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to be the scenario. Or Forty Nine or Saints. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. I I think it'd be rare for the Seahawks who, if they win again this week, the nine and two. And then even if they win or lose the next one after that, a nine and three or ten and two team to get flexed against a division opponent would be kind of shocking. It would be, but I was shocked that this one got flexed. I am too, but it's more of the Eagles' problem, I think. I just think it's dumb more than anything, to be honest. Whatever you flexed it for, Forty Niners, Packers. It's probably better ratings for America standards, right? Absolutely cool. But uh, put the game at one o'clock. Agreed. Uh, what like what are you doing? <sighs> Who knows? I hate it. Um, I hate it too. What's your prediction for that game? Um, Seahawks twenty-seven, Eagles twenty-one. Score today, I like that. Uh, I'm gonna. What's the spread on it? I think Eagles are favored. They favorite. should be favored. I mean, we're, they should not be, be a one-point favorite. The Seahawks should be favored. Um, the Seahawks just went to San Francisco and won on the road. The Seahawks are coming off a bye week, and teams that are well coached, teams with guys like Russell Wilson. Coming off a bye week, um, I think you should have the advantage. Go ahead and bet against Seahawks people. Have fun with it. I think a lot that I think I'm sure there's a lot of people that have lost betting against Seahawks this year because it's been quite the funky year for the Seahawks. You really yeah. they've been winning a lot more games than people expected. Um, I think they're one and a half point underdogs now. You said right? Yep. Um, I, I find that pretty crazy. A five and five Eagles team against an eight and two Seahawks who. Um, are fighting for a number one spot in their division. Just beat the undefeated 49ers. Just my opinion. Fair enough. I'm not saying you're completely wrong. I just, I think that there's a lot left. There, there, this is a huge game for Philadelphia. There's a lot of football left for us. I think the Vegas odds makers know that. That's fair. Um, that's all I got, man. Hopefully, Tyler Lockett plays as well. He's out of the hospital. It's just a swelling of the legs. Um, and uh, I'm pretty excited to see the rest of this uh, rest of the season. Me too, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And we'll be back next week, so don't worry. Uh, we'll be back with the next episode of our Seattle Superpod. B E A, beautiful. Wow. Peace. Well, before I say peace, you can find us at on Seattle at all platforms. Don't what, forget that. And what is this? And this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.